0: All right, so I'm just going to pray. We're going to get into this today. I'm excited about it. This is a word um, a few weeks ago, me and Matt had together in the car we were driving. Yeah, you guys say that you know, sometimes we argue in the car, sometimes we get a word from the Lord in the car. So um, I got to preach first, so I took it and, and then added what I would like. Um, so <laughs> that's, you know what, It's good. So, but we, we kind of, this is something that God kind of put on our hearts and I was like, oh, we got to preach this. Like we're just talking and God's like, we're just like, this is a good word. So let's just pray. And I'm going to release this today. So Lord, we just thank you just for another day. We thank you that you are, um, you are in everything, uh, Lord, you are with us. You know when we're coming, when we're going. You know what season we're in. You know in what season is coming. Lord, I thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for us, Lord, and that you continually reveal yourself through your word to us. We just thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. <clears throat> All right, farmers in here, you're gonna like. My... I'm gonna talk about sowing in fields today. Some of y'all might. You might be like, yeah, that would make me mad when you hear some of these things. So <clears throat> when I started thinking about this, me and Matt were talking, and I said, you know, you don't sow where other people did the work and tilled and prepared, right? So farmers, think of this. You prepared, you went out, you tilled up um, your field, you, you picked rocks. How many of you guys have picked rocks up? And you still are farmers? <laughs> you know, um, you know, you've done that. You prepared the field, you went and got the seed, you fertilized it, everything. And what if a different farmer's like, "Oh, that's a nice field," and they came in and planted in your field? How many would be happy about that? No, you would not be happy, right? That's your field. You took the time. You were out there picking up rocks. And you know what? There's a little square of rocks you think there's nothing here. There's a thousand 1 inch under the ground. It's like, "What is is this a a rock quarry? What in the heck?" Like, you know, things like that. If you did all that work and then someone's like, oh, thanks, you know, I'm going to use your field because it looks better than mine. You'd be like, we're going to have some words. It might even get physical. Some, You know what I mean? Tractors coming in. I don't know what would happen. Um, you know? But we would not like that. I wouldn't like that. You know, sometimes in my garden, even my little box garden, like, you know, I remember when me and Matt first did the box garden. He's like, "Let's plant it here." I'm like, "You know, I did all this work. While you have been at work? I have been shoveling manure. I've been going around looking for worms under grass to put in my garden. I'm gonna plant it the way I want it, right?" And he did. He let me. It wasn't a big deal. But I'm saying, even in something like that, you know what? I thought, you know, I need worms, and I'm putting stuff in here. And there's, you know, I'm putting all this in. And there's no worms in there. I gotta go find them. It took a, a lot. I'm out there collecting worms. But I'm preparing that. And you know, I had this little teeny box garden, probably like the length of these chairs here. And I got so much that I was just overflowing more than I did with an um, uh, area that I used to garden. And I just, it just was so full of weeds. I didn't take care of it. I didn't take the time. It was just overwhelming. And I thought, you know what? I need to prepare this. You know, I saved all my eggshells and my banana peels and coffee grounds. I would make Matt be like, hey, when you go to work, take their coffee grounds after. So Matt had this jar, like, hey, girl, I got your stuff. and Because you know, we don't drink coffee. I'm like, how am I going to get this for my soil? Uh, we don't drink coffee. Everyone at work drinks coffee. You you wait after they're done, and you steal those uh, coffee grounds. You put them in a jar, and then you put them in your car on your lunch break. It's not weird at all. <laughs> I make them do weird things like that. Um, It is... It is. If I have to go pick for worms, he can get me coffee grounds. But we had to prepare it. We spent time. We put our thing in there. If someone else came and was like, you know what? I don't want to plant tomato and pickles. I want to plant beans. And I'd be like, and they came and planted that in my garden? I would be mad. You know what? Beans are a lot cheaper to buy from the store than my cucumbers and tomatoes so I'd be mad if someone's like no I don't want if someone just showed up if even if it was my neighbors I love them but if they said no you're not planting that you're planting this I would not be happy you know and I don't go over them and say you know this is how you should raise cows if I go over there to help they just say stand here do this and I do it exactly how they say because those are very big animals and I like to be on the front end of those animals as much as I can um, not really great with the back. I'm always scared. Stuff comes out of there you don't want to see. Also, there's feet. It's, farmers are amazing people. You guys really are. Every time I think, I'm like, how do you move? Like, how do you, when they, when you, I don't understand. I've watched you guys put cows in shoots. How do you do that? I am not getting that close to something that is 2,000 pounds and it might step on me. They're just in there. I saw Jared almost get crushed one time. I don't know if you see that. That was, oh yeah, I saw, like, I'm thinking, He's just jumping over the thing and I was like, oh my gosh. So when you are preparing your farm, your fields, things like that, you know, you don't want to do all the work and then someone come in and and they put their seed in there, what they want. You know, of course, we all, in, in, in putting that to the gospel, that's like sharing, um, like sowing into people the wisdom or knowledge that we have. Not everybody, you may have a lot of wisdom of what God has, but they may not be ready to hear it from you, right? So, of course, I want I think everyone should preach the gospel, right? Talk about Jesus. We should all talk about Jesus. Not shoving it down people's throat, but we should just talk about it generally in our lives as being a believer. Um, but when we give direction, when we give wisdom, when we um give advice, you got to make sure that you prepared that field you got to make sure you prepared that field. You know, I can't just run up to someone I don't know. You know, let's say I see someone's kid having a temper tantrum in the store. Okay? I don't run up to them and be like, you're a terrible parent. you got to do this, this, and this. I'm going to get punched. Someone said that to me. You know, because you don't know. Maybe that kid's tired. Maybe, Maybe something, maybe they're going through a traumatic thing. Maybe they're just going through their terrible twos, and that's how they act no matter how good of a parent you are. You could be the best parent. Your kid's like, oh, we're in a public place. Watch my performance. That's what they do to you, especially if you teach parenting classes. They're like, hey, my mom's over there doing that. Everybody knows her. This is the place. You know what I mean? So I can't say anything. When I see parents like that, I'm always like, oh, I feel so bad for those parents right now. That little peanut is just being, you know, trying to grow. And so I usually just say a little prayer and I just keep walking or I give him a smile. Like, you know, and there are times I've been like, you know, you're a good mom or you're a good dad, you know, cause I'm thinking you, you bring your kid in public. Some people don't even do that. Cause they're like, I cannot control this. You can't, I know people who will get a babysitter every time. Cause you know what? They're, they're afraid of how someone will see them. My child one time, where is she? Well, she's now an adult, but she, we went into Ed's, the grocery store. And she thought, this is the time. But I had prepared. And I thought, this is going to be embarrassing for me. And she started throwing a temper tantrum. I thought, I could get embarrassed. I could run out. I could leave. And I thought, no, I prepared for this. See, I told her that when she was in a public place, if I put her in one of these squares, that she physically couldn't move until she was calm. She believed me. So I just put her in that square. People are going around us, and she's crying. She's not, the floor. And I'm just like, how's it going? Yep, that's mine. Okay, That's mine. But then she calmed down, and she realized, people are looking at me. And she got up, and we finished shopping, and it was good, you know. But it didn't matter where I was. Sometimes I'm not going to go. That was my example. And if someone would have come up to me and been like, you need to quiet your child or shut them up, and this is, you know what I mean? I would not have been very happy because they didn't know what I had already laid out, right? They didn't know what we had been doing, what we had been, how how we work through things. Um, so I didn't have, I wouldn't have the ability to go up to somebody that I didn't know and be like, let me give you the advice here. That's not the time, right? But let's say that you're friends with someone or or you're you're with them all the time and you say, hey, I noticed like this is happening. You know, when I did this, it worked. And they might be like, oh, thank you. I just needed, I didn't know where to go, right? And you could receive that. So that's what I'm talking about, making sure you prepare your fields. You're not going and running in someone else's. So in Genesis 26:12 it says, Then Isaac planted seed in that land as a farmer, so it's his, his land as a farmer, and reaped in the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted, and the Lord blessed and favored him. So the Lord gives us the seed. When we, all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all the advice, all of those things come from God. Every seed comes from him. And you know what he said? If you plant, he blessed Isaac. And so even though he said, this is from me, he blessed it. And then it, it benefited him a hundred times more over, right? Because God said, this is your field, you plant it, this is what's going to happen. And so we need to think of it like that. We need to think of it like that. What God gives us, we put in the areas that he sets before us. Because like I said, if, if someone comes and drops drops seed in there, I'm going to be mad. That's intrusive. You know, and, and like I said, before, everyone can and everyone should preach the gospel. But sewing into people's lives, giving that wisdom, giving that direction, giving that advice, all of those type of things, teaching people, all of that comes from, you know, that discipleship, that relationship. Someone I have relationship with, you know, I remember my mom, I was getting so frustrated when my kids were toddlers. Oh, it's a lot. How many of you guys got toddlers? It is a lot. It is a lot. I pray for you. You know... It is because they're trying to figure out their independence, but they need help with everything, but they don't want help with anything. So you got to figure out how to help them without them realizing you're helping them. You go through a lot of spilled things. this messes. Everything takes ten times longer. And I remember, you know, doing all this, and my mom, um, I got a little frustrated with my child. My mom comes to me, and she said, you know what? You need to start thinking about, is this going to matter? You need to think about how you want to raise your kids, Sarah, because is this going to matter in, in tomorrow even? Is this going to matter in six months? And, and she said, don't break relationship with your children over something that's happening right now. And I thought about that. She could sew that into my life because I had a relationship, and I knew that my mom just wanted me. She loved my kids, you know, because I'm thinking, why are you letting them do that, you know? And I was like, you know, it doesn't matter. She used to always say, it'll be all right before you're married when they cry. She'd never get mad. I'm like, you never get, my kids would be screaming in her ear, and she's like, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, it's just because she had the ability to speak into my life, because she raised nine children. You know what I mean? She had five toddlers at one time. Oh, five all biological, under, she gave birth and took care of them at the same time, all under five years old. That's amazing. <laughs> so if she tells me how to raise my toddler, I'm saying, okay, because you got it. We're all alive. You know, we made it past toddlers. You know, if that's the only goal, that's good enough goal. But see, I could receive wisdom from there. I could receive that because I'm like, you know what? You're right. This doesn't matter. Having that relationship is how you begin to sow into people's lives. You know, it comes, it takes time. It takes time to build healthy relationships. You know, with a person, not, and not everybody's in your inner circle. Not every, there's sometimes things you can share with, one group of people but not the other because you haven't maybe spent that time or made that relationship or you don't have influence in the area we got to know our area of influence not every area is our area influence not everybody has influence everywhere you go we begin to know that we begin to build that through relationships so if you come and say well I got the answer and I'm going to give it to you whether you like it or not do you think that's speaking the truth in love Sometimes people just don't have ears to hear what you're saying. You know, maybe they have trust issues. Maybe they don't know your character. Um, You know, maybe they've been watching your fields and they say, I don't want that. Right? If someone who's always broke says, let me give you some financial wisdom. (laughs) You know, unless it's like what not to do. I I might listen to someone who says, you know what? I'm broke my whole life. I'm going to tell you things I did. Do not do these. Okay, I'll take that. But if you're trying to tell me how to invest and you broke, I'm going to be like, mm, maybe not. Like, you probably got some wisdom in some areas, but that ain't it. You know, we need, to, we need to ask ourselves before we come into there, come into that spot, overhear something, or be like, I got all this wisdom. I've been training on it. I've been learning on it. Because sometimes we learn, right? We get knowledge we get wisdom god gives us revelation you know i think sometimes we have the wisdom knowledge and revelation but we really struggle with discernment and seasons is this the place i should release this so i would first ask ourselves how active am i in this relationship with this person how active am i in that relationship have i have i been invited into their broken places their intimate spots have i built up in courage before i corrected or directed I think that's a big thing is, you know what? Have I built up and encouraged or do I just want to come in on the banner and say, these are the things you're just, you're sucking at life here. No, 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 no. You want to say, you know what? Sometimes these things happen. Love you. You know, you're doing this well. You're doing this well. You know, or you could even, even knowing to come in and say, you know what? I don't know if this pertains to you, but I went through a similar situation and this is what God, you know, showed me. Putting it back and understanding that, You know, if we want to sow into people's lives good seed, we got to prepare the field. The the field is your relationship. The relationships that we have, that we make. And it then begins to build influence. And then platforms. You know what I mean? There's different areas. Guess what? Don't come ask me about technology. I don't even bother learning about it anymore because it's just not... I go and I say, "This guy has wisdom," or this. <laughs> if Matt's annoyed with me, <laughs> so you have good friends. Build lots of friends. <laughs> no, I mean he is really good with me. But a technology, I'm gonna think. You know what? That is not my area. I'm not gonna come be like, "Well, let me tell you how to do this." <laughs> okay, I can't even some some. I have like this weird magnetic, I have a very good magnetic pull of my body. And sometimes my computer's like, nope, I shut off. I don't like you. And Matt's like, I just watched this happen. What is wrong with you? I'm like, just fix it for me. Just send it back to me in a pretty little box. That's what I want from you. So knowing our areas of influence, right? Knowing our areas of influence, know where we have a platform. Sometimes you have all the wisdom in an area, but God hasn't released you to a platform yet because He's building your character to get you there. I think we have to realize our character is really important. That's why a lot of times when God calls us to something, you see it in God's Word. He'll He'll call someone a mighty warrior. He'll call them, you know, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to be a prophet. You're going, and then it's like years until they're actually moving in that. David, you're going to be a great king. He's just a little. He's just a kid, you know, hanging out. Nobody thought he was going to be a king. It was years before he stepped into that, from when God already said, yeah, you're going to be a king." And that's where we have to realize our platform, our character takes us to that spot. So you know our you know, is anyone seeking me out for wisdom there or advice, or do I just want to give it because I have it?" That's hard because sometimes we get excited, we're like, "I know the answer." And they're like, I don't need the answer. I need someone just to love me and let me process through because God can speak to me just as well as he can speak to you. you know, sometimes that's how it is. We don't even need the answer. We just need someone to love us and say, you know what, you can hear from God. You know what he's saying to you. You've got this. You can clean up your messes. You can do that. You know, I believe that you can. Sometimes we just need that. Sometimes we do need someone to say no. But sometimes we need that. You know, so you have to say, you know, how, how often have you said yes to those relationship or those connections outside of maybe just seeing them casually for five minutes at church or at work or at school or, or you know, at the grocery store? I mean, a lot of times you'll see people, how are you doing at the grocery store? They don't even stop. They're like, good. They're, they're, they're like, I ain't talking to you. I'm busy, right? But then if those same people send me a, guess what? I have this thing with, I, I learned this from someone. You know, I get a lot of messages and emails and some people got to wait a little bit because I'm busy and things like that. If I haven't sewed time with there and, and you haven't spent any time with me, it might be a day before I get back to you because I'm doing other things. But then someone who, who, you know, if my husband or my kids message me, I'm like, what do you need? What do you need? Right? Because I've spent a lot of time in relationship and if they need something from me, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And, and they don't matter where I am. I'll be like, I'm busy right now. They're like, yeah, but it's me. You know? It's, it's just, that's the way to, you know, making sure that if we're going to put some seed there, that we have a field prepared. Don't be going and taking other people's, you know, other people's fields. And, and we gain that influence because Christ gave us the Holy Spirit, Right? He gave us the Holy Spirit so we can have wisdom, we can have knowledge. You know what? He gave us all the advice that we need. It's in his word. And the more of the word we know, the more what, what's inside comes out. So everything we have all influence, he already prepared before us. You know, our testimony, you know, God built that for us. You know, when the enemy even comes and attacks us, God's like, we're going to build a testimony around that. I'm going to make a platform there for you. But sometimes we're like, I don't want to share that. And then we're mad because we don't have influence in people's lives. Well, you've kept everything that God said to speak. So the people that God was bringing to your door, let's say um, a testimony about finances, that you went from poverty you know, to provision, but you never told anybody, you never shared that testimony, and then the people that were supposed to come and you were going to have influence with don't even know who you are because you never shared what God did. I'm just scared to be up there. Well, you know, fear isn't from God. So I would take that in my character and be like, you know what, i got to work this out. So if if you're like, I don't have influence, we need to look and say, where have I stopped what God was doing? Where have I, you know, made a smaller platform a smaller place for myself if I don't talk to anybody and then we're like why isn't anyone listening to what I say well you're never around like you know I I'm gonna pick on you Jordan because he works from home and whenever they come and hang out he's like I want to just keep staying I'm never around people and Jade's like I want to go home I have a two-year-old don't you know this he's gonna be up at seven o'clock in the morning he's like I need people yeah putting yourself there realizing you know, it's important. You're not going to have connection. You're not going to build a relationship if you're never around people or taking that time. That's something I, I, I remember. I thought, you know, I want to do all these things in my life. And then I thought, you know what? I've had so many good people in my life who have lost people. And they said, you know what? Money comes and goes. Jobs come and go. You know. But take What you have and build, use it to build relationships. That means your finances. That means your time. Everybody is replaceable in any job, any position. Your family, your testimony, your walk with Christ is irreplaceable, because that could mean somebody's eternity. The time you spend there. I'm not saying don't be like go quit your job and just there be like Sarah said not to work. That is I'm replaceable. Please don't do that. We use wisdom, right? We need to use wisdom and say, "You know, my family's struggling. I'm not going to work 80 hours a week. You know, we'll cut off internet. We'll, you know what? We don't need new car. Whatever it is, I want to be where I'm going to be beneficial to my household. God created moms and dads for a reason, right? Because we are building that next generation. And if we're not build, if we're not there to build it, who's building it? Who is building it? Oh, that was really good for me too because I'm thinking, oh gosh, my kids are older. What do I do now? <laughs> Grandbabies. I'm just really excited because in the next 10 years, I know I'm going to be a grandma. I mean, I'm already kind of like a grandma because I just take other people's kids and be like, call me Mima, I give you candy. And they do it just over there stealing people's grandkids, I'm so <laughs> follow me, I got kid. no, I don't do that, I don't do that, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I've always had this thing with little kids, though, because like, even when I go in public, they will wave to me and say, and, and different things, like, and I, I smile at them and stuff, and sometimes parents are like, what are you doing, you know my kid, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, your kid came up to me, um, those of you, I think it's a big family thing. I think you guys have, you know, kids have followed you to your car, and you're like, please don't arrest me. I did not steal this child. They came with me. That was a story you guys shared with me one time. You had so many kids, you're like counting, and you're like, we we, we can't count that high anymore. Um, just, just if you, just get in. I don't care. I mean, I think you're one of our kids. I'm just joking. But I mean, it just, I don't know where I was going. Uh, but to the, what? I lost it. But the connection. That we have the importance with our family and our kids and 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 things like that is we need to make sure that we're building that relationship you know if we have this great business advice that's parent advice, money advice, health advice, but we don't have influence of that person, it becomes just babble, and usually if we give it unwelcomed, it actually breaks any connection we've already maybe started to make. you ever notice that I've done that tons of times in my life I'm like Lord, well, bring me some new ones because I just heard all these people and now i got to clean this up. Right? Because you get real excited and you're like, "Oh, I got the answer. And God's like, I didn't ask you to give them the answer. I gave that for you because you needed that. I'll let you know when to release it. That's the part we're going on, Sarah. When to release it. When is the season? Discernment. If you want to get better at something, I think we all can continue to get better on discerning, right? Open mouth syndrome is a real issue. Everyone except Jesus. I mean, even the disciples. Jesus is like, okay, why would you think I would not want kids to come and hear the word? Why are you sending them away? Like, why, what's going on? You know, Jesus is like, I don't understand this. Like, so we all need it. but I'm just saying is we need to really think about it because if we don't have relationship, we don't want to break what connection we've already begun, Right? Because our goal is to build. Kingdom is building. It's growing. You know, there are times we have to say hard things. There's have to, sometimes there's things we have to say that we disagree with, that we don't like, or, or we have to hear hard things. I don't like that. I usually go in my room and try to justify myself for a while with the Lord, and then I have to come out and repent. Anybody that has ever seen me an argument has probably noticed that or witnessed that because I have to go ask the Lord and be like, I'm right, Lord. And the Lord's like, no, you're wrong. And I'm like, but if I stay here long enough, you'll tell them they're wrong too, right? And I was like, no, no, I'm not really, you don't need to know what I'm doing with them. You need to know what I'm doing with you, you know. So our connection, I, I, I'm going to read in Corinthians, um, 2 Corinthians 9, and it says, nine ten. it says, He who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. So that's, it's, he's talking about God. Whoever, provo- he's providing what you're going to put into other people's lives that is your resource and increase the harvest of your righteousness which shows itself in active goodness kindness and love so that's what we get to to give to people active goodness kindness and love he's saying that's what i'm giving you to give away you're not the judgment You know, you you shouldn't love just going around, being know-it-all. Because sometimes I always think, sometimes we know something, then God's like, I'm going to do it different. (laughs) did it in the Bible all the time. Oh, you figured out the equation to get healing? Okay, well, you know what? I'm God, and I do it any way I want to. Because he's God. So I want everything that I'm giving to other people to come from the Lord. Right? So he says, I'll give you the seed. You prepare the fields. You go out. You begin to build relationships. You go out into the areas that I've given you influence, and I'm going to give you the wisdom, knowledge, and revelation. And then you get to release, not your own opinion, but you get to release the wisdom, knowledge, and revelation through my word. That's good. Because I know that his word doesn't come back void. My word comes back void a lot. His word never comes back void. But when I speak with his word, I'm like, yes, I'm I'm saddling up to this horse, right? That's the way it is. God provides the seed. That means to get good seed, you know, we need to get it from our Creator. We need to get it from the Word of God. Wisest things you always always release to people that change their lives always come from God's Word. We don't have to say, thus cameth from the Lord. You know what I mean? But you know what? Any advice that you have, any wisdom that you have, comes from the Lord. And so he's our creator. We go in his word, we're going to have wisdom in that. You know, Lord, how do I, how do I deal with someone that I'm angry with? The Lord says, oh, that's you, You know, how do I deal with someone who, who is just, you know, been prideful and we have an issue or whatever it is. He says, oh, take one another, take another together, go to them, you know, put it before them. He shows you how to do that. But what you do, we go on. This social media, and we delete them so that we know it's passive-aggressive and we're mad at them. <laughs> right? We block them, like, ha-ha, I can't clean this mess up now, instead of saying what God's Word says. That's what I'm saying. All wisdom is in His Word. All wisdom is in His Word. All foolishness is in the enemy. God is nothing but wisdom. and And God increases you know, influence when he sees we're being good stewards, right? We saw that in the parable of the talent, which is in God's word. When he sees that we are stewarding something well, it seems like God's like, I'm giving a lot more here. Doesn't he do that? He's like, you are doing this really well. And it just seems like, I've seen people with finances. I said, there are people that I understand, like, they're good givers. They've learned that thing. And all of a sudden, it just seems like, Everything they touch, it's like a Midas thing. It just comes back to them. Even when it looks like lack's going to come and you're thinking, oh, how are they going to make that? All of a sudden, God just swoops in because they've learned to be good stewards and God brings back. I've seen that, you know, in families when you raise your kids and all of a sudden it's like it's coming back to you. Because everything you gave to your parents is coming back. You get to decide. When it's looking back at you, when that baby's first born, you're looking at it, you have no idea. You have no idea. But being good stewards, you know, is how we increase. How we increase. Why doesn't it seem like everyone wants to hear what this person has to say, but no one wants to hear from me? Well, how's your relationship? How do you deal with them? How do you love them? How do you clean up that mess? How do you bring wisdom? Is it coming mockingly? You know, if if you have to, let's say you had to, let's see a scenario. Give me a scenario. Someone, this will be fun because I won't even know what's going. coming. Some, something. Give me something. So like something you'd have to say to someone, deal with someone, or, or give them wisdom or advice on. Nobody's ever gotten. Anyways. Y'all got it? Okay, I'm gonna keep going with children. <laughs> so look at you all scared now. Oh no! If I say it, people are gonna think that about me, right? That's what. That's the kind of. Let's not lie. That's what we had in our heart. Like, oh no, I can't say something out loud. People are gonna be looking at me. Well, I'm looking at all of you. So, um, let's say children. So, if I, if your kid is out of control, one day. And I go up and say, you know, what? I kind of, you know, these are some things that you have to do because this is not okay. Like your kid can't, let's say they're over at your house. Your kid can't like draw on my walls. They're get, you know, there's going to be a reprimand for that. But if I never said you're a good parent or, you know, this happens to other people or things like that, they might feel embarrassed or they might feel like, oh, she doesn't really care about us. She's mean to my kid or things like that. Because if I didn't sew any time into them, to let them know that they were a good parent and these are things they did great. So when you have one moment that kids, because they do that, especially when they get together with other kids. My kids never cut the hair of their dolls. Bite one friend over, all the doll's hair is gone. What's going on? (laughs) You know, but we have to put, to hear what someone says, you have to also make sure you have that relationship. Is what I'm saying is, you don't have a relationship, they're just going to walk away and be like, I don't have to see this person. You know, because, you know, we all have great kids, and we all have terrible kids. (laughs) Depends on the day. Let's just, it doesn't matter. Sometimes your kids are their own people, guys, and they're going to do things that you don't like, you don't agree with, you wouldn't do it that way, because they are their own person. I don't care if they are one, 50, it doesn't matter. And so sometimes people don't want to hear what we have to say, but if it's like, if it starts to feel like no one ever wants to hear what I have to say, then we need to assess where our character is. We need to assess if we're just sneaking over to other people's fields that they've prepared and we want to drop all the seed that we've been studying and learning about and then we don't have any of our own fields. We didn't take any time. We're just sitting here, you know, going on Facebook, getting all this, you know, knowledge. Oh, I just learned this. Well, is it true? It doesn't matter. I found it on Facebook. So true. But then I also get lots of wisdom off the the internet and read articles and learn things. Okay, I'm gonna share this. So, you know, and, and, how do you say, Enneagram? Those things where it's like, you wanna know your personality. There's like a thousand of them. Okay, when you are young, when you're like in your 20s, so if this is you guys, I'm gonna help you so you don't have to do this to everybody. When you take those, you now are a personality expert, and everybody you see, you're like, did you take this? I am a, what is saying sanguine, blue, whatever, all these things. I'm you oh my, you know what I mean? And we go to everybody, what are you? Oh, I can tell that you're this. And we're obsessed with it, and we're just like, I did that so badly to people. And I'm like, and then I got older, and I got wiser, and I was like, these people still liked me. They shouldn't have. Like, we just get like, I know everything now because I did this and I know everything about myself and I can tell about you. And it's just what, that's just something that gets me all the time because I remember people at church running up to me and doing that to me. And I was like, I hate this. And then, of course, did I learn from that? No, when I took those tests, you know what I did? I ran up to everybody and people are like, would you shut up about that? It's okay. Matt was so good with that because he would be like, "You were always the one in those things that didn't care what anyone thought and was like super private." So he would take them and he'd be like, "Never share with anybody ever, including me." I'm like, "What'd you get?" He's like, "Something." (laughs) But what? It doesn't matter. They, you know what? Really, they don't. I mean, they can help you and things like that, but it's really for you, not for you to diagnose everybody else. So that was one of those things where I was trying to get a platform and I had all this knowledge, I spent all this time, and all it did was make people be like, there she comes again. <laughs> so when you guys take those tests, you know what I'm talking about, if you're a young person, it is for you, you to work on you, and, you know, if, if you get to a spot where you're casually talking about it, you say, this is where I learned this about me. Because those things get you. That is like one of the worst. I don't know what it is, but man. (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't tell people my secrets. That's where I get all my wisdom. I'm joking. I'm joking. I get it from the word of God. That's where I get all my foolishness. But sometimes just knowing facts doesn't... That doesn't give you the platform you know what I mean when you I always I've been talking to my kids and stuff about jobs or getting older and I said you know what education is great and you should have it but there's a lot of dumb educated people that when they get into the job I've worked with some people I'm like how did you even get this degree like I feel like I have to walk hold your hand walking you across the road because you don't even know that like and you're thinking how did you get here so just all the facts and, and knowledge is not is not everything that when God puts a platform to influence the is um, the word i 'm looking for is uh, when you experience <laughs> I'm like, okay we're playing straight too um, or when you have experience, that can take you further. that gives you you know more influence in people's lives more um Access. Like I said, I'm going to listen to someone who has raised a bunch of kids that are awesome, you know, than someone who's never had kids and they're like, let me tell you how to raise a kid. And I'm thinking, what do you know about raising kids? You got two incomes and and nobody's spending it. Because once you've got kids, you got no income. Everything is theirs. They're like, all of a sudden, they always they get sick, they want food, they want shelter, all of these things that you didn't plan for when you were planning to live the high life. You know, no, I'm going to take, that's where we have to go. We have to realize, where do I get that wisdom? If, I, if I'm not having a platform, maybe it's not time for me to be released in that, right? Maybe God's building our character. And, and God continues, you know, and it's not, I think the other thing we think in that is, maybe your platform is real small. Maybe you don't have that many relationships yet. Maybe you're working on that. And it doesn't mean that it's, it's not that this person is wiser than you or they have more knowledge or that they're a better Christian or whatever. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means whether we are following the Holy Spirit well. Because he's going to tell us, this is a place to release it. This is a place not to release it. You know what? There's times God said, you have exactly the answer for them, but their heart is too hard. They got to go the hard way. They're choosing that. And and all you saying the truth is only going to make them mad. You ever met people like that? That you're like, you know, I literally could give you the easy route. But if I give you the wisdom, you're going to be mad at me now, right? Because really they're just mad at themselves. They're frustrated with themselves. But they're like, you said it, I'm turning it outward to you. You know, like when you're mad and you're going around the house mad at everything everybody knows just to like disappear because the first thing in front of you who left this on the ground i'm terrible at that when i am mad and you leave something on the ground everyone's like we gotta go because i'm like who left this here and you know what's worse when i do that and then i'm the one who left it there and god's like who's learning the lesson now Does any of you guys experience this? Because I feel like this is my life. Maybe I'm just terrible and I don't listen. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's taking me longer, but this happens. And I think maybe that's why God has given me influence and platform because I walked through those things. I wasn't afraid to walk through those things and afraid to admit it. Like, guess what? I don't know everything. You know what? Sometimes when I have wisdom, there's times I've worked jobs and I'm like, I do not know how to do this at all. And I just say, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do? And then it works perfectly. And people are like, you're so smart. I'm like, I am actually really dumb in this, and it really just came from the Holy Spirit. I had no training on this. I had no experience here, 100% from the Lord. And every time, here's, here's something really cool. Every time you give God the glory, you know what he does? He gives you more seed. So I look smart in so many situations where I have no, like, my brain doesn't hold that knowledge. And all of a sudden it just comes out. And I'm like, that is definitely the Holy Spirit. And the more I give g- honor and glory to the Lord, the more that happens. So when I was raising, when we we're raising our kids and doing things, sometimes I get to point like, I don't even know what to do. And then because I just look to the Lord, it's like, whoa, it's like a supernatural wisdom. You know, when we steward well, when we have the kingdom mentality that everyone is significant, you know, it it comes from knowing that you have healthy relationships, you know, and that sometimes you can say hard things because you've made the connection. You've made that the priority. You've made, I think that's a big thing is making that the priority, making people know that you still love them. I think it's really important. So we don't need to sow into people, you know, if we haven't done any of the work. You don't. You come in with answers, and someone's dealing with past trauma. Sometimes, when you walk through people's trauma, you got to walk through that with them. You might have all of the answers, but they just need you to walk through them. And someone comes in and tells them all the answers. You know what? And they have all this past trauma that didn't get didn't get healed. And God's like, I wasn't getting them to the answer. I just wanted them to get healed. I wanted that to be fixed, and that takes relationship, not just the answer guess what, if you cheat on the test and just get the answers when it comes to exam time and there's no way for you to do that you fail the class and that's, it, that's not so much fun you gotta do the work because if we've not been good, good stewards then what we're probably sowing is weeds and it might look pretty for a moment but it chokes out everything else Man you try to grow something, and it is a lot of work when but weeds they come in and they're just like you 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 weeded your garden the next morning you wake up, and it's a jungle, you're like how did these grow this fast, like two feet in ten minutes? I don't know, you know, and that's what it is if we're putting things in there that God didn't say if we just want to tell people because we have our own self-worth issue that we aren't willing to work on and we just want to be like, I need this to feel important, I need to feel you know, in charge, I need to feel all this, so I'm going to force this wisdom on you, I'm going to force this answer on you, all of these things, because I need it, it's going to be weeds and it is not going to produce anything in their lives. Loving them, kindness, goodness is going to produce something in their lives. We're not always going to get along. We're not always going to agree. But if there is love behind it, we will always maintain that connection. That's the important part. I really wanted to get in there. (laughs) That it doesn't, you're going to, it's okay to disagree. It's okay to be like, hmm, I don't really want to hear that from you today or that was hard to hear. But if you have a relationship behind it, that's not, you're not going to break that connection. And then you're going to be able to grow and you're going to build the kingdom. So when we look at things, like if we're terrible with finances, like I said, I don't want you to tell me, I don't want you to ruin mine too. I don't want you to put weeds in there. You could say, I'm going to pray for you because I don't know what to do. Great. That blessed me. I know that you're at least praying the word of God over my life. If I don't have wisdom in an area, I'm just going to pray wisdom. I'm just going to say, Lord, bless them. Do whatever you need to do because I don't even, I don't know. Sometimes I pray in the spirit because I'm like, I do not know. There's a lot going on here. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to take care of it. I don't even know if you want me to. So all I'm going to do is pray for them. Because I would rather just take the time and pray and not know the answer than to put weeds in somebody else's field. Or to sow something that isn't going to benefit there. Or to break relationship because I'm trying to take a spot that God put for somebody else. Right? Don't plop down even good seed if someone else already prepared it. Go it to plant there. Go make your own fields ready. That's the relationship, the discipleship. You shouldn't get influence with people just because of who you know, right? That never works out. I've thought about it for, we've, there's times that we've tried to be like, okay, let's like get into this network or this group of people and it doesn't work. It is the authentic relationships that you have put in that bring influence into your life because God made it that way. And no matter what the world tells you, because you know, if you gain influence because of who you know, who you know, who you know, it doesn't, guess what? When it comes down to, are they going to keep you? Are they going to hire you or fire you? They don't care. But if I'm in a family business, you know, and they got to see me every day. If, if they're having issues with me, they've probably talked to me about that, right? They're just not going to be like, this is the bottom line. We make more money without you and cut you off. Relationship is everything. I think we have to continually remind ourselves relationship is everything. That is why we are created. That is the only reason that we were created as humans not to be even, I mean, we get to have success and power and authority, and we get to have influence, but we were created for relationship. That is the only reason we were created, even for each other, not just for God. God created man, and then he's like, you know what? They also need relationship, not just with me, but with each other. So then he's like, I'll create woman, and then Then they multiplied, and God's like, you need each other, and you need me. It's all about relationship. Everything comes back to the relationship because, you know what, that is how God brought Christ in through relationship with him that brought us into the kingdom. So if we understand this thing about sowing, because I hear people all the time, I'm just going to sow into them, and they got mad. Well, if they're getting mad, you need to look at how you're sowing and where you're sowing. Do you even have authority there? Is that your place of influence? You know, what? <laughs> where is your platform? Where is your influence? Sometimes it takes years. It takes. It takes time. Make sure that if God is saying this is where I have you going, you know, receive wisdom on it. Get in His Word about it. If it's your place of employment, God's like, this is going to be your area of influence, but I want your character to look like my character so that you can have influence there, then spend time working on that character. If God's like, I want you to share the testimony with these people and you don't have any relationship, start making a relationship with them. Even if it's just saying hi, telling them, oh, you look nice today, whatever it is, start building that relationship so when God says release that, man... You're going to be blessed. They're going to be blessed. There's going to be a harvest, not a bunch of weeds. That's what we want. Plant in your own fields, Have some fields, right? Have some fields. We ain't renting this space. This is what we need to do if we want to be able to release the wisdom of God over people is we need relationships. Not everyone's going to be your best friend, but there has to be some type of relationship that you know them in and only share to the level of a relationship that you have. The level of influence. I'm not going to share. I share the most with Matt. You know what I mean? And my kids, you know, I don't need to tell the lady at the grocery store, you know. I don't need to be like, oh, my kid's doing this and this and this and here. And, you know, my husband, we're having a hard time. Or our finance should be like, I'm just trying to ring up your groceries. I mean, I could already tell you're having a hard time. You got all this cherry Coke and a bunch of chocolate. I just pray for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's, it, that's, it's weird. You know? And I know it's weird because I am a person that I don't, this might be my area of influence that God has put on me, but I'm the person that those people find in a store. They ain't never meet me. They just come right up, grab my cart, start telling me the things I know about people that I have never met before. Because God's like, you already have fields prepared, so when they come in to dump, you have a place. So that's my area of influence. And so it's not Matt's. So when he sees them coming, he runs away. This happened just yet. So we went to the store, he didn't know I was there, and I knew he was there, and then he found me in the store, but then this God's like, I want you to speak to this man in this wheelchair and I was like, Okay. So I'm over there and this guy's talking and Matt leaves. He's like, I'm not letting you know that, I'm here, and goes over to the thing where he can see me and pretends to look. At <laughs> and I thought, go over, you know. He's like, not my influence. I cannot tell, you know. And this guy's telling me his whole life story with his children, and how God has blessed them and what they do for a living. I don't remi- I don't even ever think I asked his name. Um, you know. So Matt's like, that's not my area of influence. I don't. I can't. No. And I'm just talking to him like, you would think he was my grandpa. And then, of course, my kids are used to being with me. So then they're just like, hi, you know, like, hey, we've known you forever. But it would have been different if I tried to tell. I let him, see, the difference in that is I let him share his life because he didn't probably, you know, know, and I'm okay with that. But if I would have said, well, you know, you probably should have raised your kids better. You should have done this, this way. That guy would have been like, I'm going to run you over in my wheelchair, right? Because he just needed to share, knowing our area of influence and what to say and what not to. And all I did, is say, you must be a great dad. Sounds like you have amazing kids. I'm so glad I got to stop and see you in the store today that you stopped me. Thank you. It blessed my life. And so then that blessed his life, knowing when to release. And if you have planted, you have made that time for me. I've learned small talk. So I can easily do that. I don't get uncomfortable in those situations because that's my area of influence. Maybe it's not yours. Don't all go do that because if you're not good at it, you're going to hurt a lot of people (laughs) because the people that will come up usually in that situation are very hurting, broken people or lonely and they need you. And if you're like, I'm going to go over here and not listen to anything you say, that's going to be painful. So knowing your area of influence, knowing knowing your platform and expanding your platform by preparing your fields and staying in your own lanes. That God says, this is what I have graced you to do. Do it well. You don't need to do what everybody's doing. Do what God has graced you to do well. I don't want to learn about computers. I don't want to. I don't want to fill my head with that. I'm sorry. That is why God's... uh, You know, something else. I said, I want someone who understands technology. Before I even got married, I said, I want someone who understands this. I don't want a hunter. I can't do hunting no more. I will find people if I want some... If I want some venison, I will find you. You don't, that's not living in my house. I did that too many years. I said, that's not what I want. I got to stay in my lane. I'm not a hunter. (laughs) So if you're telling me about hunting, I'm going to take your advice for it. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. Know what you know. Matt's been trying to teach me, you know, different things. And I'm like, just do it. This is your lane. I love you so much. I will make sure you know what I raise our kids. I cook, you know, I I do all of this stuff. I will make sure that you have clean underwear. You make sure my computer works. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to waste all of that time on a stay. But that works with spiritual things. You know, if 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 you are really good in words of knowledge, stay in there. Don't try to be like I'm going to be the highest faith person. Well, we all have faith, but maybe this person that's their. And we're, and we're chasing that, let's stay where God has had us. sow your fields and it will harvest, like He said way back in Genesis, a hundred times because it was His field, and he got that seed from the Lord, and it was a hundred times more than if he would have just went to any field and got his seed wherever He wanted. Make sure what you have comes from the Lord and sow it in the right place. All right, let's pray.